0: Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat.
1: We are two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about dungeons.
0: Oh, baby! Dungeons. And we're gonna
1: focus in on the role-playing. I don't know how to get better at it.
0: Together. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm totally cutting you off. Sorry. Getting That's better okay. at it together. Yeah, I was, a little I, rusty. I was just gonna say, like, I don't know if when I said dungeon, it was actually clear that I was saying dungeon. So.
1: Sorry. Oh, I heard. I heard it. It oh, even okay. had like the cool ambience to it, Chris. You added in the like the dungeon master flair, you know,
0: <laughs> and then totally <laughs> cut you off, not listening to the players. Yeah, that's my style.
1: Yeah, but before we dive uh, too deep into, into this, how how you doing, Chris? How's I'm, how's the role play been for you lately?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I'm. Uh, we had a three week in a row game, which was interesting. Which uh, doesn't usually happen. We usually play once every two weeks, uh, when our normal schedule, but to do three in a row, I actually enjoyed it um, a lot. It was fun to, like, you know, feel like we'd pick up where we left off. Like I, I, I wouldn't do that every time because it's, it's, it's a lot every week, but um, I think every two weeks is, is probably the best, but um, once in a while to do it, it's, you know. Get the ball rolling and keep it rolling uh so yeah i enjoyed that um how about you
1: yeah cool well i mean i'm happy to hear that those games went well i actually intentionally set, sat out of them because i'm feeling a little bit of burnout as it as it were um some of you on twitter might have noticed i kind of was pretty quiet for a little bit i think i'm i think i'm doing better yeah. um yeah i think i'm doing better but it just goes to show that the best uh the best recipe for dealing with burnout is to just take a step back and focus on whatever you have to focus on you know so anyway it's uh not not to get too <laughs> too, too philosophical and, and and like into my into my personal life with you guys but yeah I'm, i think i'm feeling better
0: that's good that's good i was actually thinking about that the fact that like i feel like i have you know i have my game that i game master i have like your game that we play sometime when it's not pandemic uh, we play often when it's not pandemic, uh, and then we uh, we play in our friend Alex's game, and we have the role play chat. And I'm like, I love role playing games, but I feel like I'm not this uh, diversifying, which mm-hmm. kind of makes me vulnerable to one- burn out in one thing, like basically affecting all my hobby, and like you know crafting for the game, and like pretty much like a big part of my hobby time is is role playing games so like i love it but i'm i'm yeah uh, it's it's yeah great stuff. we used
1: to cycle right like we used to cycle between game masters like you know you would you would run a game and then you'd go on a break and then while you were doing your break i ran a game and i feel like that actually I don't think we ever had more than like one or like one and a half games going at the Mm -hmm. same time, which maybe like now that you're saying this wasn't a bad thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm suggesting that as like a permanent solution (laughs) or not. I haven't thought enough about it, but no, you're right. Maybe we'll have a burnout episode sometime here in the future. (laughs) We'll see.
0: Yeah and I think I think the the pandemic for me it's the games we had to reveal in one of the episodes that I'm not going to tell you because I want the players to tell you uh, the characters to tell your character but uh this was one that like I really loved that game I was so pumped after like for like a week and it was a great game but I don't know then we had another game after and I felt like a crash coming from and then we had this big high and then there was a and then because it's on Roll20, there's... I don't know, there's this distance that every time feels like a little struggle. Anyway, we're, I'm being negative here. But anyway, <laughs> Pandemic is Real has an effect on, hob- on the hobby, even though we love it. But uh, we were keeping it alive.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And one thing... I don't know how to segue from being keeping it alive. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> one thing, I guess, that, you know, came... A positive thing that came out of taking some time for myself is I actually uh, spent a little bit of time thinking of other hobbies and you know one thing that came to mind when I was playing a video game I was playing a game called Dungeon of the Endless and this is what inspired my question on Twitter uh, this morning actually you know this this is a game where you go from one room to the other and you you kill monsters and you collect resources and it's very turn based in that whenever you open a room, it, it launches into a sequence of events. But then when you're not opening up a room. Anyway, I'm not going to get into the... You guys don't need to know this context to understand where I'm going here. And it made me question what is a dungeon? You know, what in, the, in a tabletop role playing game, what do we mean when we talk about a dungeon? And specifically, can a dungeon be one room you know if, if you have one room is it a dungeon in your mind um and i so I, I went to the internet i asked twitter what they thought about it and you know got there was some interesting answers but what stood out to me the most was the results 87 percent out of almost 200 people said yes they thought it was considered a dungeon and You know, probably because they had these definitions in their head about, about why, but I wanted to take today's episode to dissect that poll and dissect, you know, some of the implications of, of what we're saying when we say one room can be a dungeon. And I'm, you know, the reason I thought it was an interesting question in the first place was because I wasn't actually sure what my answer was. First, I thought, yes, you know, of course, and then I thought, you know you know, but actually maybe by saying yes am I am I actually saying something else? And then I started thinking, no, anyway, so I kind of bounced around um, so today's episode is going to be a deep dive on this question and and what it means for a game or a game master for players, et cetera, kind of like we always do. so Chris, I'll throw it to you, um, you know what do you, what do you think of
0: uh, you know cursory
1: thoughts cursory thoughts yeah. You know? um,
0: yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think it's easy here. There there's an easy answer here, which is that there's no answer. The the easy answer is it's all semantics, right? It's it's it depends what you did. You kind of touched on it a little bit, but it depends what, what you define as a dungeon. And and we could go deep into like the definition of a dungeon and blah 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 blah. But I like your way of saying like let's go the other way. Let's not define what a dungeon is and then come to an answer. Let's take the answers. And kind of like go backward and see like what does that mean? Uh, so let's 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 just start by saying the, the two obvious things, and then yeah, maybe yeah, we can sure. actually go past that. You know. So um, my first answer was like it's semantic. Is if you think a dungeon is a series of trap puzzles, um, encounters, and exploration, and you could make a big room. Some people on Twitter talk about labyrinths that are open and stuff like that. You could definitely do that, right? You could, mm-hmm. you could build what that definition would say a dungeon is in one room. But also, you could also define a dungeon as a series of rooms all connected together that have different things happening in different rooms. And then, obviously, you can't. So... It depends how you define it, which is not the goal of this episode. If I understand correctly, your your premise here the goal is to say now that this is kind of. I think we can assume that. Uh, would you yeah, agree? Yeah, can thing?
1: establish that. What What does that mean? You know, and and so I agree with you. And exactly the the poll, like most question or most responses to the poll, exactly said what you're saying, Chris. You know, they're saying, well, you know, if I define it like this, then yes, of course. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Um and and perhaps there's some fun in coming up with those categorizations of, of terminology. I mean, that's just kind of how how people like to do things. But like you're saying, Chris, let's let's dissect it a little bit more. Um so maybe let's take one of the positions and and talk about our thoughts and what those things might imply for us in our game if we if we if we categorize the dungeon as such and like kind of the ramifications of doing so. So let's uh it, 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 does one of the two sides of this definition kind of speak to you more, Chris? Than the I, other? I mean, I,
0: I I don't know why I I think the yes is probably more uh in like there's more to it. So I kind of want to start with the no just to see like just either get rid of it or find something that I didn't realize was there, I guess. I don't know. Um Maybe okay, sure. Maybe it's a hook tactic to be like, "We'll talk about the the interesting one after. Let's start with the I don't know, <laughs> maybe." But uh, let's let's go with the no. The no is it's not it's not possible to do a um, a dungeon that is only one room. And you know what? Maybe before we start, I kind of want to mention something uh, that I should have talked about in the like what's my first impression. One of the other things that I thought of is the fact that I don't like my role-playing game origin or background is actually not dungeons and dragons it's warhammer and the concept of dungeon for me is actually not in my peripheral it's not something i really consider because i never i'm never like okay now i'm designing a dungeon which seems to be very common in the dnd kind of vernacular they're like Because it's called Dungeons and Dragons, and historically, it was a lot of like, you go there, you Mm -hmm. go in the dungeon, you kill monsters, you loot, you get back, buy more things, buy more tools, do that again. And the goal is to get rich and potentially, you know, build a temple or do whatever with the money because you're rich, depending on what your character wants to do. That's really not what Warhammer is about. And the concept of, I don't remember reading in pretty much any of the books anything about dungeons, other than the actual real medieval thing that is a dungeon, you know? Okay. okay so so, like, so I yeah, think it's a yeah. dungeon dragon thing. I just wanted to mention that, the fact that, like, I don't think it's role-playing in general. I think it's Dungeons and Dragons centric.
1: That's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought of that. And I mean, when it's, when it's something that you do a lot of... Like, for me, that was my first role-playing game, was playing Dungeons and Dragons. So I just kind of assumed that it was part of the vernacular in all other games as well, but that's like a very good point. Um and it is something that's present in other other systems, other systems, yes, but also in other mediums, right? Like I feel like video games, uh, a lot of video games have this concept of you're entering a new dungeon. I mean, Zelda is one of my favorite video games of all time, and that is. A critical component of, of a Zelda game is, is having these isolated... I mean, they're not isolated, but each dungeon is kind of its own self-contained puzzle and riddle and whatnot. Um, hmm. So that's kind of where, where I'm coming from. From
0: Would you play going. in a one-room Zelda dungeon? Well, you know, that's, <laughs>
1: that, maybe that's not for this podcast, no. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that really dislike... One element of the newest Zelda game, or newest—it's not that new anymore—but the the Zelda Breath of the Wild kind of went away with the traditional formula for their dungeons, and they had a lot small they had smaller dungeons spread out all over the world, and I wasn't happy with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, anyway. But yeah, that's that's my that's my take on on Zelda games for for those of you listening. But yeah, okay. So let's. I like your, your idea, Chris. Let's focus on the no. It, you know, a single room cannot be considered a dungeon, and see if we can surprise ourselves with uh, <laughs> <All> <laughs> with right. our reasoning here.
0: So it cannot be because you need multiple rooms connected to form a dungeon, right?
1: That's Yeah, that's kind of, I think, where my brain goes to first. And I, and I, I guess, why? And not, I want to be clear, not why do you need multiple rooms to make it a dungeon, but why is that interesting why mm-hmm. is having multiple rooms connected something that makes for a fun game and is warranted in a definition of something as important in a role playing game or at, in dungeons and dragons as a dungeon um
0: for me first thing that comes to mind would be progression right and i think that's one of the thing back in like previous edition probably would be basically like how many rooms did we clear right that's how yeah. many how how much deeper are we in the dungeon now than we were at the beginning of the game um so you probably and and we had uh, like a in my warhammer game there was a tomb which would be the closest thing to a dungeon so it would be like you go one room there's one you know flavor to each room so you can really make different things that are all connected together and see the progression as you advance.
1: Mhm mhm. And and you know when you bring that up Chris it it, it your your tomb definitely reminds me of a traditional dungeons mm-hmm. and dragons dungeon by by that definition. And and I mean from a from a game master's perspective I almost feel like it's easier on us too, right? Like planning a dungeon can be a far more curated experience in terms of planning and and whatnot than having to plan the open-endedness of a massive town with you know thousands of inhabitants where players could go anywhere. So, so in terms of just logistics, oh, yeah. there's a big benefit to having dungeons play out this way. You just have to plan out the map and what's in you know what's in each room and why it's there and the motivations maybe of some of the you know factions or, or inhabitants of the of the space and then just kind of let it play out and see what the players do um so there's definitely like a practical sense to, to this definition as well
0: yeah i remember running this and feeling like it's it was very easy to do because yeah you you design one thing and and the thing is one room can be here and you can like my maps are pretty static i'm not going to make them change as we move in but but i could see someone else do just like you know what they're going too slow or whatever happens and i'm gonna take this room and i'm gonna put it there or i'm gonna like trigger this and so it's super malleable and also you can go very like realistic where there's like a you know like there's closets and 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 toilets and there's like everything needs to be realistic to make sense, or you can go super funky, super whimsical, mm-hmm. where like every like there's things that moves for no reason. Why is that there? Why is there an elevator here? Nah, it's just cool because it helps you solve the puzzle. Why would someone build that thing? No reason. It's just cool, you know. Kind of like the yeah. Zelda dungeon, right? Which is like, why would they? Anyway,
1: and absolutely, yeah. There, it's like it's this is not a functioning. Sp- functional space, it's just like you're some of them are like you're literally inside the stomach of a gigantic whale <laughs> there are rooms. Yeah. Like let's not get into the let's not get into why there are different rooms. And anyway, yeah. so it's no I, for sure. And, and you know it's it's kind of interesting too that with those restrictions, because it is pretty restrictive when you think about it, right? Like there's just rooms and corridors and and you know other Quote unquote dungeon things. But for a player, their options are pretty limited. Like, you know, when you, again, when you compare it to, to the outside world or, mm-hmm. or what have you. But something about those limitations and those restrictions, I think actually simplify the game in, an, in an, a positive way. I remember playing in your dungeon, Chris, and I didn't feel like. I didn't feel more bored because of it, you know, like I, it, it almost allowed me to compartmentalize my game and feel okay about it. Like, oh, there are skeletons. We're fighting the skeletons. All right, now we're done fighting the skeletons. Let's explore the room. It, it like created this cadence in the game that felt easier to get behind because everybody playing the game kind of, I felt like synced up with that cadence. I I don't know if you if you saw that when you were running. No, that.
0: I I totally agree, uh, and I think it, it, as as a game master, it's so much easier to to, to run on that aspect to of pacing because, like, I'm having this issue right now in the game where I'm I'm putting a situation where it's so open ended, it's so like there's no path to not only victory but almost like the the characters decide what their like success would be, like, you know, like, it's uh-huh. get this object, save that person, and and uh, find out the secret, or whatever, and they're the one being like, oh, we were trying to do this. In the dungeon, it's literally, like, if you want to have role roleplay uh, scenes between rooms, you can, but the second you're kind of done with having a scene, you just step forward, you just open a door, and, I mean, doesn't have to be something every room, but you can just go faster to into the other room, and you think there would be some kind of action at one point right you can just move this as fast as you want and if after clearing a room you want to spend 15 minutes role playing or zero minutes or two hours maybe not two hours but like yeah. you know what i mean where in another when i don't have this the players don't really know where are the triggers for something to happen in the dungeon it's just open the door
1: yeah exactly step keep go move forward but when when you have so many options in front of you and and the problem too is even if one player thinks they know that doing something is going to cue everybody else to move forward they might not all be on the same page you know the other player might be thinking a different cue is going to trigger the so so like it, it can generate the confusion amongst—I pl- don't want to say confusion. I'm saying as, as as if it's a bad thing, and and that's not it's kind of like
0: amorphous, right? If there's no shape to what's happening. Where the dungeon is really square, there's corridor, there's a room, maybe not square, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. It's it's really like it's arch- architectural, like it's you can literally see the progression. Where in the story, where everything's open, it's it, it's kind of—I don't want to say sandbox versus railroad, but it's it when it's I think you talked about a restriction, and I think that's probably the right the right word for it. Like being restricted in this space gives you exactly where your creative your creativity lies. You know exactly what you can play with. Mm-hmm. Where maybe if you don't have those rooms, and we're not talking like the one versus many rooms, but we're talking about the I think the dungeon concept with the rooms compared to like what i usually run which is more of a like here's a mystery or here's something that's happening in the world do what you want with it to solve the problem that affects you well that there's a lot of talking there's a lot of like wondering, there's a lot of like you know asking around and it's it's it makes it a lot slower and that's actually something i've been thinking about for like the next arc to be a lot more directive uh because I've seen positive result with it, so I think a dungeon is one way to, with rooms yeah. to do it very well. No,
1: for sure, and and I think there's there's kind of it it's as if with everything there's always a balance, right? It, if all I was playing all day long was one of these bash down the door next room of the dungeon games, I don't know how I would feel about that. I would probably get bored of it eventually. I would probably get bored of running that too. You know, like I, I think mm-hmm. there's this joy in changing the flavors relatively consistently enough, but still the tricky thing is then try, like you want to change things up so that it's fun for you and for your players. But at the same time, you don't want to lose yourself in what you're creating and where you found success in the past. So I can see how it's like this crazy song and dance, right? Where you're like, okay, if I just keep giving them the same, cake eventually they're going to get bored of eating that cake but i know they love chocolate so like how do i <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway
0: a good metaphor yeah yeah, and
1: yeah you know, and um, I,
0: I totally relate to that that's 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 a struggle i think it's a struggle of any like long-term game master of like when i started i had a, a an idea of what i wanted to to do and what i was going for and i did that at a point you, you want to change it up but then you go into place you don't know or you're not great at or you didn't think about it for a long time and then you you see cracks and a dungeon is a good way to I think for years Dungeons and Dragons it was dungeon you know like the the player was coming with his, with his character and with his ability and the game master mm-hmm. was coming with a layout and monsters and treasures I guess right it's basically that it's like you start at the beginning of the dungeon and once you're done we we kind of like go out of map and we're back in the city to sell things, you're not going to get attacked in the market, even if like, you're, you know, there's nothing for you risky until you're back in a dungeon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, what you're saying creates another interesting, like, another interesting aspect of the game, right? Like, having these safe spaces uh, for players where their expectation, it's like, it's clear to them, when I'm in the dungeon, there's gonna be danger, and when I'm outside of the dungeon, there is not. I mean, again, we're we're straying away a little bit from this <laughs> from this deep dive on the concept of a one-room dungeon or not, but it's it's an interesting byproduct of it, right? This idea that players don't have to worry about. They can take their, ti- their down time, their downtime, basically, and they can take it how they want. Uh, they could perhaps even take it away from the table and deal with it on their own time, and then mm-hmm. come back and, and and just deal with the dungeon with everybody else. I don't know. It's, uh... It's yeah,
0: something. And, and I mean, we're equating, like, you could also have dungeons with multiple rooms that are dangerous and not be safe outside of the dungeon. Like, yeah, even something yeah. like Critical Role, they, they, it's basically they do a lot of dungeons, too. But... Um, doesn't mean they're safe between dungeons, but it has a different, when there's a structural moving forward aspect of it, it's, you know, where you being careful to everywhere you step, you are looking le- like, you're, you're in exploration mode, it's really like time is slowing down a bit, you're not like, you know you're not doing fast travel, right? You're not just being, well, yeah. I go to the end of the dungeon, even though maybe when you go from city to city, you can do that. Um, so. I also
1: think something that is neat about a dungeon that, that you can't really replicate in the one-room formula is that th- there are certainly stakes, right? Like, you've gone this deep. You can't get out. Unless you have some, like you said, a magic teleportation crystal that lets you come to the surface. But, like, th- there is this, this elevated element of risk and elevated element of like tension the like okay we've gone 17 rooms down or 17 rooms in and if you build the dungeon in such a way that just because a room has been cleared out behind you doesn't mean it's safe when you turn around and go back through it 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 really generates Something that's almost like you can't really replicate that, and I, I'm just saying that without really having fully thought of it. But I don't think you can replicate that sense of danger in another way. Like it, it's it's different. It's very
0: unique. Yeah, you're not close to the exit all the time, right? You're you're not close to where you just entered. Yeah, and and also it, cre- it create another byproduct. I think of like following your train of thought here. It creates the like clear the room mentality where if you sneak in and you sneak past two or three rooms, you're always wondering let's say something happens and we need to get like run out. We're gonna yeah. like go back to the people we like, we need to kill them, we need to clear the room in order to be able to move on. And we talked about this negativ- negatively in one of the episodes as like when we talk about video games, like if yeah. you're really used to yeah. video games having this clear the room mentality might not be good, but depends how you play. If you play just a bunch of dungeons, then kind of it's kind of a byproduct that makes sense. And depending on if you build a dungeon with multiple ways, you know, like not something that's only one path. I would see my players be like, you know, like choose one path, reach another cross point and be like, I I guess we need let's clear the, the other path we could have taken before moving forward so we don't get backstabbed. You know it Yeah. So, it's not about exploration, i guess and and honestly, that's fun
1: like from a you know from my perspective, when I'm planning out a dungeon like this and I'm building these cool, intricate webs of rooms that interconnect in in fun and and different ways, like it's fun for me as a game master to come up with that kind of stuff, and it's fun for me as a player to play in that kind of space it's It's nice to think of like. To make a choice and be like, wow, okay, we went this way. And like, we saw the, you know, we saw the keep from the outside. So, like, it makes sense that there's probably like a symmetrical side to this where there's also going to be guards. And like, all of that thought process enables a player, not the character, I mean, maybe the character as well, but enables the player to really think about their environment in like a puzzly kind of sense that that's a lot of fun like it's and you can kind of throw in cool little twists you know like as the game master like secret passages and stuff it's
0: yeah and um the the architecture again is is really what's giving this this feel and i was going to say something that i forgot uh <laughs> anyway yeah but yeah okay, okay so well, that, I mean... that's, that's for the multiple uh, multiple rooms um I think I think we touch about a lot of, of good things, and some of them are not exclusive to having mul- multiple rooms, I think. And we're not saying a dungeon needs to be this, but I think in its most useful form, weirdly, and that's an uh, opinion of mine, but, like, your your poll said that most people say, yes, a dungeon can be one room. But I think a lot of people that said yes were like, some, some of them were like, oh, yeah, and I'm going to try it. But most of them were like, yeah, but why? Why would you do this? Like, would be it could be very boring. Mm-hmm. Um oh I know what I was gonna do. I was gonna talk about terrain. The fact that from room to room you can change elevation, you can change terrain, you can have various things. You can even have like different ecosystem if you're going really crazy. So you can really change the state of like unit you know the map basically. So yeah. if we go to the oh go ahead. Sorry.
1: I have so that made me think of something and it's not mine so I can't take credit for it and I forget who it was And I'm sorry, but someone on Twitter posted something and I was like, yes, that's exactly what we're talking about in our episode about um, combat environments. They basically had like a four room dungeon and they had like a map of the dungeon and said, don't do this. And they had like in the corridor between room A and B, they had stairs and then in between Room B, there was two tunnels that went to like room C and D, and then there was also like little little stairs in those corridors instead they in terms of the like map design, they pushed the stairs into other rooms so that room A had half of it on one elevation and half of it on the other elevation with the stairs within the space so that players could basically for the same reasons we talked about in our in our episode about um. Uh, built Encounter design for like the terrain, because having the elevation in an open space enables cl- players to interact with it in a more meaningful way. So anyway, w- when you were talking about dungeon uh, building, that made me think of that kind of off the cuff. But yeah, anyway, back, back <laughs> no, no, to-
0: that's good. That's good. The fact that yeah, the, the dungeon. Well, you know what? That's kind of a point that maybe it's it segues way into the segue into the, the other room. Like instead of putting corridor. Uh, and, like, having your dungeon being stretched, maybe there's a way to just cram everything in one big... Ba- I don't know if that's a good idea. But, like, you know, like, different elevations where... Basically, like, you know, a big library that from, like, the, the bottom, you can see the, the, the ledge of, like, the mm. fourth floor. But you don't really see what's there. So if you want to explore the whole dungeon, quotes, you need to actually get up there. And explore the yeah. first floor, the second floor, the third floor, but every time you also see the main floor, and maybe something changes there, and that would be one big dungeon in one room, maybe. does that consider, does that work?
1: Yeah, well that, yeah, that, that could fit into the, the category of a single room dungeon, and I guess, yeah, and I mean we're about at the halfway mark. I think we've been talking about, yeah, we've been talking about the, the other half for about half an hour, so I think it's time for us to go into the second half. Um yeah, so let's let's talk about big rooms then. And then I, I eventually so I don't forget, I want to talk about small rooms too, because I think there's there's a distinction here yeah. that's okay. worth making. But yeah, no, big rooms, you must like at, at this point, even your like your library is a cool example. It's an enormous room. Like that, that's gigantic. Um can it be a dungeon again if we get into the semantics? Yes, it could be. But why would that be fun? and i think the like to me just hearing your example and if i can riff off of it it's fun because it's like an interesting interpretation of the traditional dungeon right it's yeah there's quote unquote different areas that are kind of hard to get to and when you're in one it it's almost like a room but you got to be careful you got to be quiet cuz if you make too much noise everybody else is going to hear you or the, you know, the sight lines are wide open, so there's more possibilities in terms of navigating the space and also, like, for the people defending, like, the guards or the enemies defending that space. It's, a, it's an interesting take. It, it, and it can be applied, I think, in other environments too, right? Like, you could have it... I, I ran a one-shot once um, outside in a big garden, and the garden... And you, and you played in it, Chris. Uh, the mm-hmm. garden, you know, had... "Quote unquote" areas that were like different flowers or bushes or like things were kind of sort of segregating the spaces from one another, but it was all really
0: one big space. Um, yeah, I remembered that, and it's I think. Um, so here's when you heard, when I heard you like talk about about those two examples, I was thinking also about my um my manor or my heist or whatever, like be, having one. Like big building with different rooms and you need to explore or you need to infiltrate or whatever this is probably there's more rooms to it than one big thing, but let's go back to like library in your garden the the problem and I want to talk about problems now because I'm thinking about it, but like that I have with those is the fact that like if if the people that are in it are the people that were always gonna be in it, so you're not you're not putting people from the outside back in like a defend the tower kind of mechanic. Yeah. Then it, it if you sneak in and you fail and you are discovered, then ev- like it's chaos, right? It's like uh, but the m- many rooms you can go from one room to the other and basically you you assume that maybe the next door can hear you, but like two doors down they can't really hear you unless yeah. you make a big explosion where the one room there's a a weakness that comes with this uh, that maybe you need, you need to take into account and to the cool design of having like one garden and one library or one big structure that is all connected to each other and that's kind of like I'm playing a uh, Sniper right now anyway it's an old oh, video game and like it's always like that like they want you to shoot them all separately and find them but you could also just like if you make too much noise they're just all gonna come to you and that's not really how it's designed, but that's what happens yeah. often. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, you bring up a good point And it actually, I mean, not to, not to like completely say there's a bunch of bad things about, about doing <laughs> it, but you're right. It, it, and it, it generates a certain kind of behavior out of your players, right? Because they know, they know this is one big space. So if they screw up, they they've basically quote-unquote failed that dungeon you know you know what i mean like they or maybe not failed but they've they have now entered into combat mode and they're probably not getting out of it either alive or without killing every hostile person <laughs> in the space um yeah. and it's definitely it's i mean it's definitely a problem with certain player types right like if if you find yourself with people who already have a hard time making a decision because they like to think about a lot of the a lot of their options, there's gonna be almost an infinite amount of options in in a gigantic library or in a in a gigantic uh, garden. Um, no, for sure it's it's tricky and, and we have a and we have a player like that right at, at our table chris and and now that you talk about that, I'm drawing those two lines together, and I'm like, that's definitely part of the reason that that for happens, sure and
0: yeah and that's why that's why i'm thinking of going more directing that's exactly why it's the fact that when you put high stakes and i was actually listening to the dm lair this morning he put one about exactly that like people that take like three sets the, the, he he heard uh, one of his listeners say like uh he, he read that one person spent three session figuring out what this next step would be for their for their adventure and I don't know, I read the comments, and the comments were more interesting than the actual video, but the comments, people were saying, well, one, it can be fun if that's what you want. Um, mm-hmm. Two, that's probably because either the mechanics are like this. So if you play Dungeons & Dragons Dungeons, and Dragons is kind of forgiving. You know, like the way hit points work, uh, you're, you're fully effective until you're down, where when you play Warhammer, there's the whole critical hit thing that is in the lore, there's some yeah. other mechanic. I think Shadowrun has something like it's a, a bit more deadly than like you know D and stuff like that. So um, depends on the mechanics and depends like you said, which is kind of our point right now, it depends on the structure and what the game master puts as challenges. If it's like either you fully succeed or you're discovered and and on top of that the system is brutal, which is kind of what I'm going for, uh, then it creates this possible analysis paralysis of it needs to be perfect so i had this reflection this morning actually when i was like so you need to either be more forgiving in the way you design so the room thing might be more relevant in this case which i think we can say that that happened when we were in the tomb it was really more like okay we need to deal with this small space here so even if we mess up well, there's these skeletons that are going to attack us without us sneaking attack them, but after that, we get to reset and try again next time. It's not the whole dungeon.
1: Yeah, no, I I really like that you bring that up, that you need to be more forgiving in your game design. I think it... uh, Sorry, I'll backtrack. If you run a one-room dungeon that is the scale of several rooms, then yeah, you totally have to be more forgiving in your game design. or I, I think it one of the things that I like about this is that you can make objectives clearer, right? you could you can sometimes characters can actually see some of their objectives in the space, because let's let, let's use this library as an example. You could have a big, rare book on a pedestal in the middle of like the third floor and there's like lights shining on it. And like if if their objective is to get to that book and I don't know, tear a page out of it or whatever, well they can they can kind of already start to fabricate this plan of like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna shut the lights off, create a panic, someone's gonna sneak up and rip a page out. And then you just gotta figure out the lay of the land to be able to to kind of activate that plan. So if you have players that like to come up with intricate plans that like to spend you know a lot of their time doing that it can generate fun i mean you you had a game i don't know call it a one room dungeon or not but one of these notoriously infamously like long games that you that you didn't even run we basically ran it for ourselves was where we were defending a fort and you said (laughs) okay you're gonna you're gonna get attacked you've got like these seven guns or whatever like seven like Cannons or different variations of cannons, how do you set them up? And you asked us that thinking it was going to take us what five minutes.
0: Well, I was thinking <laughs> probably 15 tops, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there we were. We spent all game probably, I think it took more, two hours,
0: so, two hours yeah. doing
1: it. And like,
0: I was like, I oh had a man, blast.
1: yeah, I, I was... wouldn't want to do it every game, no, I no, not no, no, want to do that every game, but I had a blast doing it that one time. It was so much fun. We were all planning it out. I mean, we weren't really being our characters at that point, like we, I don't think I was really role playing at that point, but it became this interesting like strategy game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> can itself. I open a parenthesis there? I, I wonder, doing this remotely. No, uh, right, yeah. doesn't no, work. So right. I, th- I think no, that's the thing. Work. I think I think anyway. I'm just thinking about issues I have right now in my game. It's, it's, I guess it's not dungeon. Re- well, it is dungeon related because I'm having this what feels like a big. I mean I'm I'm not having that issue right now that much but like the one big dungeon and I'm thinking like the planning is so much more fun in person than remotely planning remotely because of the way you know discord or whatever you're using like you know when someone talks and one can it's like it's harder to riff off ideas and you know like go in pairs and be like oh maybe we could do this and then come up with an idea yeah. bring to the group it's just like basically it feels like a meeting at work where everybody has to, like, raise their hand and be like, you know, we can do this. <laughs> and it's not that, yeah. like, social event. Um, so, what, I guess... You know what, Chris? I
1: think you just, like, helped me figure out one of the reasons I don't <laughs> like playing online.
0: Yeah. I, well, I, I think I'm like, I'm like, oh, I just have to remove planning from my game remotely. <laughs> I just realized that. I'm like, or oh, not remove, I guess. Not entirely, but, like... A, a lot more than 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 what I usually because I do a lot of planning and I was always wondering like why like I feel like I'm a good ma- game master in person I was like it it doesn't translate well when I go remotely and I'm like why it doesn't like I don't see it and I think that might just be it I do a lot of games that need planning and you guys love planning normally yeah. but remotely it's been like some people still love like it love it. But uh, it's it's way harder to be engaged. Anyways that sorry. is a
1: really cool point. I I'm like yeah, you, you nailed it and, and honestly, I, yeah, I maybe that's that's not the point of today's episode. But <laughs> we'll talk I'm, about like, my, it after yeah, about it later. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's let's go back. So one room dungeon, what what else does that imply? If a if one room can be a dungeon, what does that mean?
0: to you it probably means my first uh, impression is it probably probably means that for the person who says that a dungeon is only a series of challenges and exploration that can be put in one space right like you can put like i said in the like traps puzzles like maybe i'm thinking
1: people yeah whatever. people
0: talked about a labyrinth in one big room i'm like to me this is not a one room dungeon this is like if you have openings and there's wall. yeah there's no seal removing the ceiling doesn't like remove the fact that it's rooms but anyway uh that's just <laughs> that's just me i think uh maybe not about me just about me but yeah i was thinking also okay, Chris,
1: what if the whole dungeon is glass <laughs> is it one room
0: <laughs> and there's holes right and there's like you know. yeah
1: yeah exactly uh,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, no, that's just, that's just like, that's just playing with the words, right? That's, I don't know. Um, Sorry, I did, what, what were you no, saying? No, 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 I, I was, I was saying challenges. like a, a tower defense. I, I was, okay, I was trying to think of what would be a one dungeon room that could be interesting. So I was thinking a tower defense. So you, you have one room and you're defending it from the outside. So it's kind of like a reverse room where like, so that yeah, could be okay. a one room dungeon. But you need input from outside because if you're stuck with it. The other thing I was thinking is an elevator that goes from floor to floor and, again, gets input from the outside. And maybe you change environment or maybe you, you know, and there's this effect of progression and of not being able to back down even though you're always in the same room. And maybe depending on the angle or how low you are, like something's lift, something go down, and there's this kind of like, changing but you're still always in a room but this this is more like creative design just to make kind of like your point at the beginning where it's just yeah it's just for fun right it's just to be imaginative with this limitation
1: yeah no exactly and and i think that those examples you brought up they're they're really interesting chris and i think that they strike some of the same objectives as like one of these multi-room dungeons Mm -hmm. like that we recently spoke about while restricting the players into one space. But an, another... And my perspective on this, I didn't even think of that. I, I was just thinking of, like, these bite-sized, literally one-room spaces. And, and, you know, I in the past, I've... I've kind of done them. I feel like I, I've done... Especially, like, in one-shots, when time is limited, I've created these spaces... That I would consider to be quote-unquote one-room dungeons. And I still think they were fun, but they definitely didn't achieve the same things that a big dungeon delve would. To me, they were almost like these palate cleansers or or like um, interludes between events. For instance, I don't know, and, and maybe I'll ask you this, would you consider this a one-room dungeon or not? But, in in one of the games that I ran, the pirate game, there was a time when you guys entered into a cavern below your below like your family's estate. Mm. And in there, there was kind of no real risk that you would be heard from people outside of the cavern. Uh, there were like crab monsters that attacked you, and there were some treasures like, you know, things for you to investigate. I would kind of count that in my head as one of these one-room dungeons.
0: And, and there was a couple of connected rooms that were smaller, but you could easily like the true. walls were not that relevant. You could put just instead of putting the boxes in one room, you could put them at in one corner, for instance. You could have mm-hmm. achieved that mm-hmm. if that would have been your goal with that setup. Yeah.
1: So so yeah, so I'm trying to think back on that I, when I ran that. I was actually if,
0: oh sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no keep going. I, I, was just, right. I was just gonna gonna say I feel like a good example of in your design of a one-room dungeon would be the, the tiger, where it was basically, like, a room, a temple. And yes, there was, like, something to explore around the temple, like, uh, like a couple of rooms, but basically the 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 actual, like, combat was one platform with, like, one big, I'll say villain, not really a villain, but, like, one monster, yeah, we'll like say, an enemy, an enemy and a bunch of small enemies that the, the thing was, like, there was fire and it was, like, Platform, so it was like different levels, but it was one, one room. Like he, like I mean, you could leave, but it, mm-hmm. the action was in one room from start to finish. Um, it wasn't a lot of exploration. Well, it was exploration in the beginning, just to figure out, like because at first the monster was a statue, so I guess it was like, okay, what's happening here? What is this room for? And then it triggered, and then there's mm-hmm. the the combat. So I guess that would be a one room dungeon.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah. So what does that mean if we consider that to be a dungeon? Then I mean, it had elements, right? Like you said, it had some exploration. It had a fight in it. Same as it a had a re- there was a trap. There was rewards. Um, for for completing it, like it, you know, it, it kind of had the different. If you boil down what a role playing game is, it had those flavors of different you know pillars i don't want to call them that but yeah basically it had these different Mm. compartments of things and activities is that what made it a dungeon i guess it does by this definition
0: right yeah exactly like we're we're going with this was this definition but if you go to like why is it fun i think that was fun because i think it was designed to be like you said, a small pallet cleanse or something. You, you get in, you do it, you get out, you've achieved something, you've, you've reached the, the, the end, basically, like, you know it didn't take forever to go through. It was, like, the lore that you wanted to present was presented. It was kind of a trigger for other things after. Um, it's, I mean, I don't know why my brain went there, but it's like, mathematically, if a dungeon can be 12 room, 10 room, you know, you go back, a dungeon can be two rooms. I don't think we are arguing with this. Why can't mm-hmm. it be one room, right? So you just. But then the problem is, I think the question you've you've asked when we quickly talked about it before is like, well, then what is not a dungeon, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering what, what did you come up with.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I came up with anything, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. If if one room can be a dungeon, because can contain the essence of what a dungeon is, and those challenges, like, whatever it is. If, if we take that definition to be what what we're using as a definition for a dungeon, then everything is a dungeon, right? Then every environment where there is a challenge, there is opposition, there is risk, there are rewards, whatever, then then everything is a dungeon. And I don't think I can, like, it doesn't sit well in my stomach. I, I just don't think that that's okay.
0: Um, yeah, I think because then a boat is a dungeon, uh, even the top of a boat, uh, the, uh, um, a marketplace is a dungeon because you can have all these things. Uh, you can have a dungeon with a camp outside, um, the top of a tree. A tree could be a dungeon because, like, like you know, one of those massive elf tree where you there's stairs and maybe there's triggers. You can put all of this in the tree. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe we should... I agree with you that this doesn't then what's the what's the use of a word that characterize basically the whole game. almost yeah any kind of like interactive environment in the game because obviously you yeah. can just skip like roads could be not a dungeon but it could also be a dungeon like a just a road um, well that's exactly it. like is th-
1: is the bandits attacking you on the road to your next destination a dungeon that like stumbled upon you? <laughs> because
0: that's... <laughs> <laughs> then what's the point? So, so, okay, so let, yeah. let me add this then. Maybe a dungeon can be one room, but it needs to have architecture. It needs to have structure attached to it. A geometry. A topology. It needs to have something that is static to it. Does that make sense? I don't know, I'm just riffing here. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I... I I don't know,
1: Chris. It's it's so, and it's funny because I like before having this conversation and before actually thinking hard about this, I would have said absolutely yes. One room can be a dungeon. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> Two of the examples we talked about in today's show have been my examples, and I'm gonna probably keep doing it. Like it's something that I like doing, but it's yeah, it's it's. It feels fundamentally wrong to say that a dungeon is one room solely because it has challenges and a reward or whatever. You you know what I mean? Like, I I feel like you're on the right track there. And and I don't know if we want to go into coming up with the definition. I I think that that... Mm -hmm i'm not sure i'll, I'll leave it up to you to decide if we want to try to come up with a definition or not no but. i
0: mean i'm i mean the goal of having a definition is only for use purposes right if we just come up with a definition that it's not used or it's not useful i should say then it yeah. doesn't really
1: matter uh are there other are benefits then i mean we talked a lot about things that aren't so great about Run, one room dungeon. Well, I think but... so. I think, I think the,
0: the fact that it's brief, mm-hmm. like, your thing was, was, like, you could have put, like, three rooms that, or more rooms that led to this thing at the end. But if in your mind, one, it doesn't make sense, and that's maybe important for you, uh, or, or, you know, it's just, it's just adding rooms to add rooms, it's not... If it's not useful, then why would you? But on the other side, if you take my tomb thing, and there was only one room, you get to the tomb, and it's just it's underground, and everybody's like expecting a, a deep, like a descent at the darkness, and and it's just one room. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, that's that was enticlomatic, even if it's a big fight or whatever. Um, I mean, technically, my top of the mountain fight was one, I guess one dungeon, one room. Yeah, <laughs> it was one room fight, but. It, I don't know but um... well I like
1: where you're going with that you're right it's it's short it's more manageable it 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 creates this clear like beginning and end type of type of thing right like the the beauty of the multi-room dungeon is the players get to decide when they leave it. But the, the, the beauty of the one-room dungeon is that they don't have to decide. They, they basically enter it, complete it, and then it's done. So it's... They they generate a different sense of accomplishment. Uh, they generate a different... Um, and they should be used, I think, was what we're getting at. They
0: should be used to different purposes. Um, I think it also maybe depends on... Okay, two things. One... If Okay, I'm thinking of travel. So let's say you want to go from city A to city B. As the game master, you could should just be like, you're there. Because the the it's a road. It's not supposed to be dangerous. There's nothing interesting happening. I'm not going to roll a random encounter. Just fast mm-hmm. travel. You're there. Why did you do this? And why another time you're not doing this? So for instance, coming to the top of the mountain for me was I wanted to be I'll say tedious as in your char- it's tedious for your character, but not the player, which is sometimes hard to do, but like, then the path to getting there is part of the design. So I think it's yeah. part of that, right? If if you're building a dungeon and getting to the end of the dungeon is almost more important than the last room, maybe not more, but like important as as what's in the last room, then you probably need those, right? Like kind of like the descent I'm talking about. But if it's just there to be obstacles, then maybe you need to consider having just one room. And Mm -hmm. then maybe there's another way than going from room to room. Because I remember you run both of those, actually, both of those examples. Like the, the tiger had a guardian. And I think we had to convince him to let us in or something like that. Uh, where in the cave there was another floor that we had to infiltrate if I remember correctly so it wasn't like rooms but it was like one was a social challenge one maybe was an exploration challenge like a sneak challenge or whatever Um, so even though the room might not be like at the end of a bunch of other rooms connected to each other it doesn't mean it doesn't like it's just there and easy to get to
1: yeah, and, and you know what, like you saying that actually makes me think of something else because I, w- without really, I don't think this is going to spoil anything because th- the next time we're going to play is probably not going to be for a while anyway. But I, I th- you know, I guess I should p- caveat this by saying when I made those one room quote, dungeons, first and foremost, they were intentionally designed to be one space. Mm -hmm. Like that, I think I I don't think we ever explicitly said that in today's episode, but that is like critical for game masters to understand. You can't just tell yourself, "Oh, I'm just going to design this the same way I would design my final boss encounter of my you know twenty floor dungeon," because that's not the. Your enemies have to be more deadly. The space has to be more intricate and have different things, and you know, as part of that design. That, that, that aside, I've also thought of kind of the opposite of what you're saying. I, I've actually thought of a one-room space that has those challenges and, and pillars contained within them. But once you've achieved you know, success, that that space would serve a purpose to you guys on a longer-term basis. And it would be it would be something that is accessible like intentionally accessible you know one of the benefits of playing in this pirate campaign is that you have a boat you can navigate to and from and around spaces often and I thought to myself well what better way to like leverage that you guys have a boat and can move around than to give you a space that not like a hub world but like a space that you would want to come back to Often to upgrade things or or you know see what's happened next, almost like a home base, but not. Mm-hmm. And and but but before you could access it, you needed to defeat the dungeon, which would be a room. And you know that is kind of one of these benefits or, or utilities of a one room dungeon that I think is maybe not something that people think of a lot. Like, if you think of a labyrinth as a one-room dungeon, well, the end of the labyrinth is still a pain in the ass to get to. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, you're going to have to go through the whole thing every time. But, but it doesn't leverage one of the benefits of a one-room dungeon in that it's one room. So, so why not make it something easy to get to? In comparison, like, make it the opposite of the deep mm-hmm. dive dungeon delve. Lean into that. Anyway, that was, that was my... No, I, th-
0: I think no, I think it's a good point. And like, even though, like, if you think about the social encounter that I was talking before, after you've convinced the person and maybe they like you or whatever, then the obstacle is not there anymore, and then it becomes what you're saying of like, maybe you want to go there, and maybe you have an NPC friend, and that's a new like mm-hmm. point where you can like supply up and do all of those things. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, so I think I think this. I'm sure there's more to say about one-room dungeons, uh, but I guess this definition of a one-room dungeon is doesn't feel that useful other than allowing, like, feeling allowed to have those. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like, just like, if you do this and you're like, oh, I need to put other rooms connected to it. Well, do you? (laughs) Do you actually do need to connect things to it? Like, Maybe you do. Maybe it's. I li- I like. I'm thinking of a couple of things that I like. I have one room dungeon at one point, which was a church, not in your game, but in my other game. Um, is just one big church. Uh, well, actually, your final battle of like the first campaign was in one room. I don't know. I'm trying to yeah. think of 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 ways that I've used it to find use usefulness. To this, and I think it's it depends yeah i think it's about getting there is 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 definitely a big part of
1: yeah and and i mean it's refreshing right like uh, maybe refreshing i think there's more flexibility offered in a in a quote unquote one room dungeon or a small dungeon if we if we go this route right like there's all of the benefits that we talked about how the deep dive dungeon is restrictive and this and that and it makes it easier for players well the one room dungeon enables this planning it, it it enables um exploration in a very different sense it enables risk in a very different sense so there's still there's still benefits it's just i guess there are different considerations as, as i guess what we're getting at right chris it's because we, we said it as if it was a negative thing that you had to plan it all out. But if that's novel to your players or if that's fun for your players, then there's a really big benefit to making these one room dungeons or having these big sprawling spaces that, you know, have consequences if you make too much noise or if you kill a guard or or whatever. So maybe, maybe we don't have to be too hard on ourselves because <laughs> I, I think that's what we're kind of doing. Like, I, I think both of us tend to make design choices that gravitate towards the one room dungeon more the other way around. Mm-hmm. And, and I, th- I think there's definitely a lot of perks to it. Um,
0: it's funny to me because, because it- when I presented the tomb to the gang, I remember the gang being like, we don't want to do Bash in the Door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it's different. Like, I wanted to challenge myself to do this. And after you guys were like, because I presented to you as like, it's push your luck. You're probably not going to get to the like, the end of it. So, may, like, you're looting this, and like, basically old-school D&D, right? You're looting this, get as far as you can and come back up. And I remember you guys being like, you know, I kind of almost want to go back now, or, you know, let's do this more often. Um, which, I like, kind of what you said, whatever is novel or changes the the the, the way players think or to adjust to another another way of running is... Is, uh, can be exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I guess we're we're kind of running a little close to the end here. I think I'm just looking at my stopwatch. Um, but I, I think we covered most of it. Like you said, there's definitely way more to talk about. I'm sure we could probably have a whole episode on like how to build a one room dungeon or how to build a regular dungeon or whatever. Um, but I, I hope that you guys listening found that interesting i guess if we were to recap a little bit about what we talked about um in a more like tip friendly way let's start with that the, the big dungeons there you know there's benefits to running these big dungeons because they're more restrictive because they generate a sense of tension that's hard to replicate and through its simplicity enables players to have a little bit more control and a better baseline understanding of, like, the cues of the game, which can be great for newer players, but also I think we came to the conclusion that it might actually be good for, for online play because it involves a little bit less planning and preparation. Yeah. I don't know if you had something to add to that, Chris. Yeah, I'll
0: say progression. I don't know if you mentioned it. The fact that, like, it really gives a feeling of progression where sometimes when it's a little bit more open... Uh, when you talk and you just do a little bit of things and play, like, I feel if when it's open, there's a lot of setup to do, like, a release, where in a dungeon, it's all about, like, setup, release, setup, release. It's a bunch of small setup, small release, when you basically get ready to open a door, right? Um, So there's a lot of that, and the feeling of progression, um, where if we go to the one room dungeon, you remove uh, this, this kind of, like, this journey To get to the end, you kind of start at the end, which, if you use it, you you could use that as a positive so that you get right to the point that maybe you don't need to get through a bunch of rooms to get to the final encounter. That, though, might need a different design than like, don't take like an adventure setup and just, like you said, remove all the rooms before and just start with the end. That might not be a, a great. Uh, great, great <laughs> yeah, idea sure. to have everybody full strength when they meet the bad guy and kill it uh you know yeah no, fresh. it'll
1: definitely not work out the way you're hoping go supernova <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um yeah and then and then to add to that a little bit you know these one room dungeons have their own you know their own benefits in that they're more bite-sized they're easier to get through they can be kind of like a palate cleanser and can can be kind of refreshing in their own sense um, so, you know, if, if you take each of these different designs for what they're worth and sparkle them into your game, you know, alternatively, like not always leaning in towards one, there might actually be a pretty good benefit, um, for you and your players. And I, I mean, I guess with that, I, you know, I hope you guys like this episode. Let us know if I'm, I'm actually curious to know if you guys like this format. We've done it for a couple of weeks now where it's kind of been more not really on a topic but more on like a concept or like a philosophy and I've, I've been having a lot of fun with it Chris I'm not sure if, if you are but for those of you <laughs> listening if, uh, if it's something that you're like this is cool keep like, it doesn't matter to me what you're doing feel free to reach out to us and, and let us know you can do so by contacting us on twitter that's at roll underscore play
0: underscore chat or we have an email, that's contact roleplaychat at gmail.com. And I do enjoy it. You know, like, for me, abstract philosophical discussion, I think I think role-playing games are, are, are prone to that. It's about exploring the psyche and the, like, I like the, the really, like, minute design of it, and I like the really abstract of it. It's, it's great. And on this, I think uh, we are ready to close it. So thank you, Matt. Thank you, Chris.
1: Let's call it a chat.